else did I do and how in love you were? Then came kids, work, responsibilities, and laundry. Suddenly your marriage became the last thing on your priority list. Are you wanting more out of your marriage? We're Jeff and Mandy Rose. We want to show you how to design your perfect marriage. Join us on our challenges of adventure, commitment, faith, and yes, intimacy. We want to help you make your marriage more. I've got friends in low places where the whiskey... no, That's not even where I thought you were going to start this. <laughs> you know Garth Brooks. I, I'm no. Apparently, <laughs> obviously, everyone knows that. I've song, got though. friends. Okay, no. In low places. People are going to stop listening. Is that, to is that the lyrics? Yeah. All right. That's good. <laughs> He's hey, not a country fan. When you're in Southern Illinois, I mean, even though you're not a country fan, I mean, you're going to hear country, whether you like it or not. And Garth Brooks, I, I mean... I'm not a huge Garth Brooks fan, per se, but I do recognize that he's an amazing performer, and I wish I would have saw him live. <laughs> you want me to tell them the story about when I took you to the Gretchen Wilson concert? Is that her name? <laughs> Wait, Gretchen. What's her name? I don't know. I don't either. It is Gretchen Wilson, because I always <laughs> called her Bridget. I think I called her Bridget Wilson. Yeah. It be, I, I don't listen to country anymore, but I used to back in the day, and I took him to a concert, a Gretchen Wilson concert, and he was like, yes, do you go think Bridget! That he- how many of our listeners do you think actually even know who Gretchen Wilson is now? I don't know because she kind of fell off the face of the earth. Oh, she was a one and done. Yeah. What was the song? I don't even know. Redneck Woman? Maybe. I don't know. Something. I have to Google this now. But anyway, he was like screaming, go Bridget. And I was like, babe, it's Gretchen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, I'm going to Google that while you talk. Well, the whole point of talking about friends, not so much in low places, but I think in high places. But for us, I think it's also friends in online places. And one of the beauties of being a blogger is that uh, you can discover a lot of other bloggers in your niche that are passionate about doing what you're doing and maybe just doing it a whole different way. And on a previous podcast, we got to hear from Ryan and Selena from Fierce Marriage. I think they were the first couple that we discovered on Instagram that also were a husband and wife, Christian bloggers that were, you know, just really talking about marriage. So we were excited to have them on. We also had Tony and Lisa, you know, they were the uh, the podcasting couple that got us to do seven days of sex. I'm not listening. <laughs> sex. Let's talk about that. <laughs> you always find a way to bring that topic back into our podcast. Some way, somehow. You can hear about the, if this is a first time listening, you can check that out and uh, get your spouse on board and have seven days of sex. No, I'm not responding. This is when I wish we were doing a video podcast so people could see your facial expressions You say right that now. every time as if I'm like the, have the meanest facial expression. I mean, it just looked like you took I wasn't a, even looking at you. You were looking at me, but it looks like you took a bite out of a really sour lemon that have been sitting I, on the sun I for eight days. I wear my emotion on my face, so I can't hide it when I'm like... Yeah, you are not a good poker player. No. Not at all. So today's podcast, we're excited to have Casey and Megan from Marriage 365, and they are as goofy and as fun as I thought that they would be based on their Instagram. I had this feeling that we would kick it off, and we got... Hit uh, it off? Kick it off. Kick it off, hit it off, whatever. <laughs> We hopped on Skype and had a, I guess they called it a date. I think that's what they called it, right? A double date? Yeah, but at least it wasn't a naked date. It wasn't not, which you'll find out more, which we <laughs> still have not done that, by the way. You'll get the reference when you listen to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dessert. Anyway, we got a chance to get on an interview, hear their story. And when this interview kind of picks up, we actually had been on Skype for maybe 15, 20 minutes 
and I had yet to press record because I was just kind of waiting for that time to kind of just get into it. And then shortly after pressing record during this conversation, like Megan was doing much of the the talking at the beginning. Casey was kind of like sitting back, just cracking some jokes, not really getting into it. And then all of a sudden when I hit record, like he just unloaded and it was just like, wow, like that was just so powerful and just talking about marriage and, and Jesus and, and just a really cool way. Anyway, it was so just to kind of give you a, uh, just a heads up kind of where, where this conversation kind of takes off, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, once again, and if you've not uh, checked out the Instagram feed, you must marriage 365. We'll plug it here at the end because they're just doing a really great job on Instagram and inspiring couples. So we're excited to have them come on and it turns out they're from the San Diego area. So Yes, we need an excuse to come visit them. Like, not really right now because it's kind of warm here, but when it gets colder. In the winter. In the winter, we're there. All right, so without further ado, this is Casey and Megan from Marriage 365. I just think for us, like, it's been a wild ride. I feel like we just arrived on the scene. It's like we've really only been open for like the last year and a half. And I would say even very intentional the last year. And to see how, like, I don't know, maybe if we were still like sitting around, you know, a thousand or so on Facebook and, you know, nothing was happening. I I don't think we would be doing and chasing after what God's really placed in our hearts. But the response has been overwhelming. And now it's kind of like that. It's picked up so much momentum and pace that now we've actually had to stop and go, okay, God, what are you doing here? And how do we play in this? I fundraise for nonprofits, and that's kind of, I actually work for a missions agency, and, you know, it's got me busy nine to five, and I do 50 to 70 weddings a year, officiating the weddings. Oh, wow. And then I'm a husband, and I like to surf, and I like to wrestle with the kids, and, and then I got a blog, and then we're writing books, and we're filming videos, and we're doing it. You know, it's just like, it comes to a place where we're just like, all right, God, like, we got to set up some healthy boundaries, but we continue to feel this like pull on our hearts that like, you know, marriage 365's mission is placed uniquely in the marriage market in that we want to see relational health and we just so happen to be lovers of who Jesus is. And so we play this like missional stance. I feel like if anything, like marriage 365 is it's a missions agency. It's like, we're focused on reaching those people that are outside the reach of the church. Those that are outside, perhaps some of the amazing resources that the church has created. So I think about like Tim Keller and, you know, Gary Thomas and all these amazing books that start with the preposition. Well, Jesus has to be the center of your marriage. And That is very true. And Jesus has changed our marriage in ways that are just, I mean, it's amazing. The healing and the restoration that he's brought about. And yet at the same time, I think at the core of who I am, like I'm an evangelist. So I see people that are really like burned out with religious stuff. People, Christians are known in our culture for what they stand against, not what they stand for. The church has lost a lot of its legitimacy because all we try to do is say, well, just get to church rather than going out into our communities and neighborhoods and and loving on our neighborhoods. So the church has insulated itself and kept a lot of this amazing, valuable truth. 
And I guess for me, I, I, God had continues to bring me back to this. Like when I'm talking to him, I'm like, Jesus, like what's going on here? And he's like, you know, Casey, I love marriages and I love marriages of all shapes and sizes, Mormon, Muslim, atheist, Catholic, Christian. It doesn't matter because I created it. Just, you know, I mean, it's the same thing. Like he calls us to love his creation. We take care of the earth because it's creation care. Like it's, it's what God's created. And that same kind of principle applies when we look at marriages is like, so how do we live our lives where we can impact and gain trust and confidence as a valuable resource for, for people that are outside the walls of the church, right? And woo them, really win them over and say, hey guys, we can tell you this is what it takes to make marriages successful. Here's forgiveness. Here's what it looks like to live in grace and love and what it means to be unconditional in that love. And, and how do you speak words of love over each other? Mm-hmm. And all of that is kingdom living. All of that is, is what Jesus has instructed us to say, this is right living. And we know that when people begin to live out those kingdom principles, it, it draws the king closer. You know, it's almost like uh, this idea that we begin to live out God's principles and that glorifies God. And it allows that to be what we consider a thin place where the heavenly kingdom and the earthly kingdom is. It's a very thin place because, you know, you see these people loving each other and forgiving each other and living out. I think what we've seen, too, with all the we seem to get a lot of like the really toxic couples and who are in just, you know, lots of affairs. I'd say that's the number one thing we've been dealing with. I'm sure you guys get those too, those emails and messages. But when someone's in pain, they're actually really open to God in prayer and spiritual, oh, yeah, that's spirituality right. is what they'll say. And we get the opportunity to say, hey, can we pray for you? And we've never been turned down once. And we've had Muslims, we've had gay and lesbian couples, and we've earned the right to be able to speak into their lives at that point because we've helped them really see um, how to live these biblical principles out and their life and their heart starts changing and transforming. And so when we started this whole thing, we really thought we would reach only Christians. And then God was like, nope, you're going to reach non-believers too. And we were like, oh no, how are we going to do this? And that's that's a tension that, I mean, that's a tough tension because It's like you can argue both sides. Well, you know what? Jesus has to be the center of your marriage. Yes, that is true. Yes, he brings healing and everything else, right? But if you lead with that, what happens is those that have spiritual damage, those that are coming with preconceived ideas of what a Christian is, they kind of do an about face and they turn turn the other direction. Or what we get a lot too is if you say, you know, Christ has to be at the center of your marriage, the non-believers say, well, then why are 50% of Christians getting divorced? Oh, now we know the reason why, right? They're not having Christ in the center, but it's a really hard one to explain to someone who's not yeah, it's following like Jesus. Christian marriages have done a terrible job of advertising Christianity. It, it really is. <laughs> in our our the world, yeah. oh, my, all my, our parents are believers, yeah. and we come from 11 marriages. It's like, it's so hard to explain. And then, you know, in Orange County, you guys, the divorce rate is 72%. And Orange County is actually a very conservative county for California where lots of Republicans and a lot of mega churches, a lot of mega churches. You know, you've got Rick Warren's church. My mom works there. Lots and lots of of just churches on every corner imaginable. Mostly are all Christian. And yet it's a 72% divorce rate. 
So it's just interesting to really, when you kind of sit back and look and his job doing fundraising for this, it, they're kind of forward fingers because they basically have these missionaries that go and live in a really populated community and all over the world. But let's take even like they have them in um, like San Diego, right? And they all live within a few miles of each other. And their job is truly just to love on their community, not to go to church, but to be the church and go out and sit at the bar, just like Jesus did with a prostitute or with a guy who just lost his job and make relationship with them. And then huge things happen. You know, it's not just to well, hey, come yeah. to church. So discipleship for us means that you start with a non-believer and you disciple them to, to Jesus. Jesus. That's, that's like biblical discipleship. And I think what we've discovered is like discipleship with the church seems to be more like Christian education. And, and we really want to make disciples, which means you kind of have to go out. But that that's messy. That brings about attention. Yeah. I mean, it kind of puts us out on the fringe. And, and to be honest with you, it's we've probably had the sharpest criticism are from good-natured and good-hearted Christians who are like, well, don't get it. I don't see a cross out in the front of your you know, storefront, you know, and so, and I don't see any scripture. And so I would say like, I, I love Bono. I love you too, what, what they've done. He's like, I just love making music and I happen to be a lover of Jesus as well. And if you start reading their their lyrics, even from early on, I mean, you really have to, I mean, you don't have to look hard to see where his true inspiration comes from. And I think that's what we're doing. And I'll give it a perfect example. Like we had this military guy, he was, um, his wife left him and he reached out to us. We did some Skype coaching with him. And this is kind of where it was like, well, and we have a huge heart for military families they go through a, you know. Well, a, you guys know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the unique pressures that that these marriages are under, especially when they're doing something so courageous, so selfless for the freedoms that we take for granted. Well, and both husband and wife were in the military. Yeah. Both she was a doctor and he was a helicopter pilot. So, so they both were divided. They were in different, like, they were just in different areas. You mean and Marine in an army. Is that what it was? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, anyways, so we got on Skype with them and, um, him. yeah, and so it was really neat to be able to walk him through a path of discovering kind of where those toxic thoughts are, some of the emotional abuse that he was. He was actually giving, but then to really kind of recognize that. At the very end, I said, you know, hey, I, I don't know if you mind, but can I pray for you? And, you know, inevitably, you know, anytime we ask, a, you know, somebody, oh, well, you know, I was Catholic. And they kind of give an apology, like, why they're not, like, going to church. And I'm like, hey, it doesn't matter. And I got a chance to pray with, just pray for him and bless him through Skype. And, you know, he just kind of leaned back and was speechless. And it was kind of at that moment I realized we are truly living out our calling to interact with someone who probably wouldn't step foot in the church, feels comfortable with us. We're providing healing. And then we just allow our love for him, the person that is in front of us, to love on him and to see his heart and mind change and his opinion change. And, you know, the reality is, I mean, that's probably a larger part of a conversation that God is having with that gentleman. I was going to say, we, and we're just a part of we're it. We're planting the seed and God gets to do the rest, you know, but we loved him in his pain. We heard his cries. 
we gave him some really practical tools that are all scripture based. He just doesn't know it. And, you know, we prayed for him. And from, you know, I mean, we're still meeting with him, which is awesome. And we're, we've been able to see a lot of healing. But anyways, that's kind of like how wow. marriage. Wow, we went on a mission. Sorry. <laughs> I no, I love it. I feel so inspired now. Like. <laughs> I think that's really important because we, for you guys to know, because, you know, you guys and Fierce Marriage, I mean, there's so many of you guys that are amazing that are already reaching Christian marriages and you guys need to keep doing that because we're definitely not doing that, you know? And so we obviously have a huge Christian, I would say followers because people that know what discipleship is, they'll make comments like you guys have such a great ministry, you know, and keep up. We're praying for you. We know what you're doing back. You know, we know what you're doing. So people know, but, um, we just appreciate you guys too and what you're doing. Yeah, it was good to hear a lot of that because I know even for us, like I mean, we mentioned earlier on the call, like when Jesus wasn't like the center of our marriage, I mean, yeah, we were making it work. But I mean, just the arguments that we have, the stuff that we would fight about when we were just being selfish about just stupid things and even like the direction of our old blog, you know, where it was, you know, we were trying to give back by helping people maybe start a blog to you know, either leave their day job or whatever that may be. But like at the same token, I feel like it was putting us like in the spotlight, you know, like, Hey, look at us and what we've done. Mm. And you know, the constant prayer I'm always with marriage more is like, you know, Jesus, like, this is not about us. Like, this is about you and you know what you want to use us for, you know, like it's just a constant prayer. I'm always like, Hey, use us, tell us, guide us, you know, show us. And just to have like, you know, like, I mean, some people have also said our ministry as well. Like that, it's hard for me to digest that right now, but I am excited that you know, like the same thing with us. Like you know, we don't have a lot of scripture on the site. I mean, here and there you'll find it, but you know, like you said, we cannot help talk about our marriage without talking about Jesus. Period. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting for us, and just by doing it together now, it's like just doing these silly challenges. Like it's helping us even grow closer together. I think I was at. Like a kind of like a Christian based conference for, I guess you could say, lifestyle or mommy bloggers. And one of the speakers had said she was like just talking about building her business. And she said that like she kept praying to God and saying, like, you know, God, I will build this for your glory. And she said she kept hearing God say, like, if you build this, it will be for my glory. And so, like, she just kept thinking, like, everything she was doing was like, for her. And that, like, it was that moment that I realized, like, with Dollars and Roses, it just felt very, like, self centered and, like, we're putting our income out there. And yeah, maybe that's helping people, but it just felt like, look at me. And it was, like, something that I don't know. I can't explain it. We were just like, this just doesn't feel right. And it doesn't feel like what we're supposed to be doing. And that's kind of more how, like, the marriage more idea yeah. started, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, and, you know, in talking to, Christian marriages. <laughs> you know, we've we've talked to couples that that are literally sitting there doing nothing for their marriage and praying for their marriage, like Lord, would you drop the dream marriage into my lap? <laughs> but I will do nothing for it. And that's I think why where our like we're a very highly practical approach to marriage and putting stuff into action comes into play. It's almost like faith and works, right? I've got faith, but I'm not going to do anything about it. It's where the sign came from. I mean, seriously, like if you think about it, like, okay, putting Jesus in the center of your marriage. So you can have a relationship with Christ, right? But you still have to choose to like pray, spend time, surrender, ask him for forgiveness, like just have conversations with him, right? Like 
there's a relationship. You have to make a choice to want to be with him. And it's the same in your marriage. Like, so we try to teach couples that it is a choice to have Christ in the center. And what does that look like? You have to choose love. You have to choose to love Christ when you don't feel like it, when you're tired or when you're angry. If you've ever been angry at God where we have, you know, or same with your spouse. It's, it's like the same thing. You just have to make those daily choices and really trust in that and know that those daily actions with Christ and with your spouse, you know, are going to, there well, should be benefits to and it. So Megan came up with the I choose love, hashtag I choose love. I don't know where you got inspired from that, but. Jesus. It's <laughs> always the right answer. Jesus. <laughs> Tell our seven-year-old that. In, in Sunday school, if they ask you a question, just say, Jesus, it's always the right answer. <laughs> so one, one of the things I love that, and again, so I guess you don't have to look too hard to see that our ins- we're just diehard fans of who Jesus is, is that, I mean, God is love. And I just love the simplicity of like, I choose love, right? God is love. And that whole concept to me, it was, I think, just brilliant and something that we are going to be working on. I'll take all the pumpkins I can get from this guy. <laughs> This is awesome. Can I give you enough? No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think that we need to really discover what does it look like for us to choose love in our marriage? What does it look like for us to choose love towards our kids? And what does it look like for us to choose love towards God, towards Jesus? And how does that look? And, you know, I think that platitudes just don't don't cut it. So it's kind of like we have to bear down on that application. Like, what does that practically look like? Yeah. And, you know, our generation is just so ill-equipped for, for relationships. We all came from products of uh, the majority. I mean, like 76% of millennials are were raised in non-traditional, non-nuclear homes, which blended, divorced, single-parent situations. So when we come into marriage, I mean, we're just absolutely like, uh, okay. I think this is what we're supposed to do. We get dating, but then when we get into marriage, it's like we don't know how to act. Yep. Yeah. It's never been told to us. So, okay, enough about that. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I'm curious. So those are that, you know, that are coming in and just kind of like came on uh, to the mission of Marriage 365. This has been great, by the way. I'm kind of curious to kind of like maybe go back a little bit and – you know, kind of where it all started, you know, like, Hey, let's like, was it, let's start a blog. Let's like do Insta. I mean, what, you know, where did the idea come from and, and kind of take us on that journey? Well, can I talk about the dream? Yeah. Okay. So his boss asked me, so I'm type a planner, like know my schedule for five. Hey, us planners, we get things. Yes. That's probably why we do good on fitness challenges too, because we're super organized. Anyways. So, His boss asked me a question. He said, you know, what are you going to be doing when you're 50 for the kingdom? And I didn't have an answer and it really bothered me and it was just stirring in me. And I just, I was wrestling with it for weeks. And so God speaks to me in dreams. And, um, I had this very amazing dream where Casey and I were on stage in back East somewhere and we were talking at a marriage retreat and this couple comes up afterwards and said, you know, like, the words that you spoke were exactly what we needed to hear. We were able to pray with them, and then they came to Christ. So I wake up in the morning. This is like totally random. This is before we thought of anything. Yeah, we weren't. There was no marriage 365 like at this point. Nothing. So I call him. I tell him about the dream, and he's silent. He's speechless. 
I'm like, hello, anybody there on the other line? He's like, you're not going to believe this. Last night when I was walking, he does these things every night called walkie talkies where he prays and walks around our neighborhood. And he goes, God gave me the same exact vision. And we just like sat there over the phone, silent, in awe of just how amazing God was. So fast forward. So we knew then, obviously, that we were going to do something with marriages. And so about a year later. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the immensity of the emotional content of just how big that was and felt to us. I think sent us kind of like, what? I mean, we were so unlikely. Yeah. I mean, the statistics are completely against us. Like, we're guaranteed to get a divorce. <laughs> we live in Orange County. Okay, <laughs> there you go. We are. We come from eleven marriages. Our parents. We have nine siblings, and only one's blood related. We got married very, very young. So we were guaranteed to break up, and and <laughs> we, I just felt like, well, we're not MFTs or therapists, or you know, we don't have counseling backgrounds or anything like that. So why us? That would be kind of weird. And so, so we did let it sit for a while. I think really more it. out of fear. I mean, looking back, yeah. I think there was a lot of fear in us. We just didn't want to deal with it and go there. So, and so yeah, we we fast forward. So I was in a serious car accident on Christmas Eve, actually, and. I remember, so I, I got broadsided, T-boned, somebody going about 60 miles an hour, which flipped and rolled my car through the intersection. And like every, you know, the, all the paramedics were like, wow, how, like, how did somebody else survive this? And I remember the whole thing. And I remember sitting at one point and feeling like, whoa, that could have been it. And in that moment, like God really spoke to me like, so... If this is it, Casey, did you live your life living courageously, stepping boldly into things that I've called you, or are you holding back in fear? And I think at that moment, that was like what the enemy meant for harm got switched, and that became the, like the big, huge power switch for me. I'm like, okay, we're going after this. We're going to chase after this. We're going to start talking to people, start figuring out what we're going to do for marriages. Where's there a need? Where should we be heading? And we started researching, and there, we didn't find too much for marriages online. So we started a Facebook page. That's where we started. And we realized quickly that people wanted more. And then it was like, okay, well, I guess we'll start an Instagram account. Then we started Instagram a, a year ago. And then we started a blog because people kept saying we need more. We want longer than just what social media can give us. And then we thought, well... I guess maybe we should write a book. <laughs> so two books. And yeah, and then, and then this then whole we, marriage money thing yeah. on YouTube, you know, like we love YouTube. We love watching videos because we don't have TV. So that's kind of like we watch like YouTube channels. Not all the time, but sometimes. And so we thought, you know what? No one's really doing anything for marriages on a regular basis. Um, and so we started that in January. And doing well and we're getting great responses. So that's kind of, we feel like we see a need and we try it and we figure out if we're good. We're slinging mud at the wall, seeing what sticks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pretty much. And you know, you don't know if you're good at something until you try it, right? I mean, we're both, okay, so have you guys ever taken strength finders? Like the 2.0 you mean, or like the, well, I, I have, but uh, I'm actually a more bigger fan. It's called the Colby Index. The which cult. is like a personality test. It's the same, but it only gives you four numbers, whereas I think strength gives you a bunch of stuff. But uh, I took it. I did it for this on this coaching program I'm in. And then it's funny because I, 
Mandy didn't take it for a while, but like I already knew her numbers, and but then she ended up taking it, and it was like basically spot on. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, it's definitely like I'm the big idea guy. She's not, you know, I'm. The wow. She's the how. Yes. 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 <laughs> absolutely. I'm same thing in our marriage. She's the wow. I'm the how. Though it seems like I'm becoming more both. I God keeps giving me these ideas, and I'm like, wow, I'm so not an idea person. I can execute them. It's actually interesting. But yes. Jesus keeps throwing ideas at me. So that's just, how I, I feel. That's so funny. I was just thinking that the other day because I was like, we're like doing this T-shirt line, like just for fun that we want to do with marriage, and I'm like, I really feel like lately I've had these ideas, but this is so not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though, right? You're yeah, like, I kind of get why they're so excited about ideas now. <laughs> I know, right? We are seriously having such a blast. The, the saying that, you know, when you find something that you love, you'll never work another day in your life. And I like walking couples through being a place of toxic to thriving has been so life giving for us. The fact that we get to do it together. Yeah. We were, so we catered yeah. together all throughout college and our first like five years we were married. So we work really well together, which I think helps because obviously not all couples can work together. Like we really, um, we, we use our strengths <laughs> to our benefit. I mean, we have like figured out that system, like, okay, you're good at this, this, this. So you do that. Like there's no fighting over it. It's like, this is what you're good at. This is what I'm good team at. Team casting. And we, we call ourselves team casting a lot. You guys do that too? No, we're still we're still working that out is why I was nudging him. We did not work together for five years in college. <laughs> um, no, I, think, I think it helps that we, okay, so on that strength finders test, it was interesting because when we did it, we're both activators, which means we don't just talk about it. We get stuff done, especially when we're excited about something. So Marriage 365 is like, up there with one of the most exciting things we've ever done in life. And so we say like, we're going to write a book. We make our goals and then we're like, okay, chapter one needs to be done by next week. And we stick to them. Actually, this is such a cool story. So I do all the social media for marriage 365. So there's only been a couple times. I, I can't read every comment. I can't read every message. I don't have the time. Right. But sometimes God just like puts a face or a name and I'm like drawn to it. And there was this guy, and his name was Kenny DeShields. I was drawn to him, and I, I told Casey, I said, babe, we're going to meet this guy somehow. So randomly, we, like, reached out to him. And we're like, this is so random. We didn't know anything about him. But I just, every time he posted, he was so encouraging to his wife and tagging them. And I just felt drawn. Well, come to find out, he's a believer, has a huge heart for missions. He's a singer. He's on iTunes. His wife and him live in, outside the St. Louis. And like, literally we are like friends now just through him commenting on an Instagram post and they become really close with us. So anyways, it's just, it's really cool. So that, that happens sometimes and and you're like, wow, these people are amazing. Let's head on down to the Long Branch Coffee House. That's so cool. Actually, we have some friends that live in St. Louis, Bob and Linda. Bob actually has a blog called ChristianPF.com, Christian Personal Finance. Oh, wow. And check it out. I mean, it's a lot of personal finance stuff, but I mean, he's got a really good following and he's been actually been a full-time blogger since 2008. Wow. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was actually, uh, he was laid off from his job and he kind of gave it a year to see if he could make it work and the rest has been history. Wow. uh, yeah, we just actually went down to Orlando and stayed with them. Did an Airbnb down there with him, his wife, and they they just adopted a new child. Well, new yeah, new, you guys but, would like them. We, yeah, if, so if, if you, you guys come to St. Louis, Louis like well, we'll, oh, we'll yeah. figure something out. 
we promise we'll make it work it out. Yeah. So, so anyway, so then we just kind of do stuff for Marriage 365 because we're both activators and we figure out what works. And, and I feel like everything that we've done, God's just kind of like opened the doors to kind of say, okay, what are you going to be? You know, what are you going to do with this? And now we're having to narrow it down because there's so much you can do, right? You can't do all of that stuff. And then um, on top of it, we public speak for Marriage 365 and do retreats and stuff and panels and things like that. So we're pretty excited though. We have a new online marriage challenge, kind of like a fitness challenge. Yes. Like what you've been through, Mandy, that we're going to take couples. Basically, we know in a fitness challenge, you say, okay, I'm going to make my fitness a priority, focus on diet. I'm going to, you know, do it with some people that can keep me accountable. And we're doing the same thing. And we're going to say, why don't you do a marriage challenge? And so it's six weeks. 45 days, and there's videos, a private Facebook page, a monthly coaching call. It's all online. We've got interviews. We've got this huge, huge system built. Very, I mean, just robust, but also really well done, where couples can sign up, and they'll go through kind of walking through this idea and this concept to build a better marriage. You have to start with you. you so we, we walk them through what are toxic thoughts, how do they destroy and impact our marriage? How do you overcome and heal from that? What are proper boundaries? Walking through some communication, then we do a whole thing on what is a true apology, true forgiveness, and what does it look like to see your spouse through the eyes of compassion? We are so, so excited about this. We this launched that on um, April 21st. I'm like, in April. We've worked really, really hard on this and, and, um, spent months filming, writing. There's like, we did thrive notes and everything else. Yeah. So we're stoked about it and we made it and we, we, our biggest challenge was obviously making it affordable for people because we wanted to be able to have, it has a lot of value to it, but what can the average couple afford? But I feel like that's the, the thing that we really want to educate people on is we're so good at investing in our children, Mm. our careers, Mm -hmm. our own education, we invest in our television and cable. It's like it's like two hundred dollars a month in Orange County to have cable. It's expensive here. Yeah. And but we don't invest in our marriage, and then we wonder why we're failing and and it's not working, you know. And so we had to come up with something. And I've always been really blessed with the Beachbody Fitness Challenges. I always see results, and the accountability I really believe helps. I am. We are blessed. We have a lot of mentors in our life that breathe and fill us with hope and love and ideas and are there for us. But a lot of people don't have that luxury that we have. And so we want to be able to be those people for the people that feel like I'm in this alone. They're not alone. And we've all been there. And we've heard it. We've heard it from followers of Jesus to Muslims and even Mormons. You know, they've said like our church or wherever we gather doesn't have a place or resource for us. And so This is perfect for like deployed families. It's perfect for families that can't afford babysitting to be able to sit down. You watch, you know, 10, 15 minute video, but then there's all this whole discussion questions that come after it. So it's been a real cool, valuable resource that we feel like somebody's come along and said, well, you know, like, you know, you guys are like the next focus on the family. I'm like, well, I appreciate it. Kind of. Yeah, but, and, you know, Dobson was using the medium of the day, and that was radio. Everybody had a radio in their car, the house. And what we try to do is leverage the medium of today, and that seems to be online. Yeah. That seems to be through social media channels and YouTube, obviously, and podcasting like you guys do. What's this called? Like the, uh, the core, what are, you, what are you calling it? It's called Thrive. 
Thrive. Okay. Thrive. Yep. Thrive Marriage Challenge. Yep. Six awesome. weeks. I, this is great, actually, because by the time I'm guessing this podcast goes live, I mean, it'll be like right when this is launching for you guys. So, sure. I mean, that was totally not intentional. <laughs> anybody listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> well, any support that anybody can give, because I, I mean, we all have the same goal is that we want to see people thrive in their marriage. We want to see people have healthy marriages because we know, just like you guys know, the impact one healthy marriage has on the world is huge. Mm. Their kids are healthy. They do better in school. We know happily married couples make more money. I'm sure you've seen that in studies that you've done. They're healthier physically. They live longer. They're way better resource in their community. They give back. They serve together. I mean, so it's like impact just one couple can have is huge. So, yeah, yeah. I have to ask this before we get off, but so talk to me about naked dinners. Have you guys ever had a naked dinner? That's why I wanted to ask. No, I haven't. No, I would love to. Thanks a lot. We're having naked dinners now. <laughs> no, the, more, the more important question is, do you have a glass table? <laughs> <laughs> I would happily buy one. <laughs> There'll be a lot of spooning and forking. <laughs> Listen, so when we got married, you know, it really started on our wedding night, our honeymoon, our first night. Yeah, our wedding night. So I, I had waited until I got married. And so there was a lot riding on this evening. And, you know, going into marriage, I just had this expectation that, I'm going to set my clock for every hour. That's when we're having sex, you know? And like, I just thought we were just going to be doing that all the time. And man, we're going to have a naked dinner. And that's, it all kind of came crashing down. Actually, the first night I slept on the couch. He woke me up at like two in the morning after we had already had sex. And he learned that evening that you don't wake up Megan Caston from her sleep. I am like the heaviest sleeper like our kids even know so, do not wake up mom i'm doing this one like he's like, like nudging me i'm like hey round two yeah and, <laughs> and, I, and, and let me remind you i waited 24 years yeah i need he round two. like literally begging me to be honest with you i don't even really remember him waking me up because i'm such a heavy sleeper i probably pushed him away and said something like no tomorrow tomorrow well he took it personally like as a personal rejection and he went and slept on the couch in our like two bedroom suite hotel. So we we That's how our, our marriage literally started. So <laughs> And I take total all all bl- blame. That was totally my fault. We came into marriage with these really this unrealistic expectation that we were gonna have these naked dinners. And actually we uh, did have a naked dinner when we first got back from our honeymoon. Yep. And so because that's what all married couples do. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was our expectation, right? Just so, so, so like the meal, we finish cooking the meal, we sit down at the table. I mean, we are stark naked and I mean, just staring at each other like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> this so happens. I have a friend of mine from Sweden in town for our wedding and he comes in. He's like reaching for the door handle and jiggling the door handle. While we're sitting down having dinner in the nude, and Megan takes this like I scream broad standing jump, twelve feet, you know, <laughs> into the bedroom, and you know, kind of came into become a disaster. But but the reason 
reason why we named the book Naked Dinners and the reason why we, we tell couples we want you to have a naked marriage is because when you're butt naked, literally, with your spouse, there's major transparency. You're transparent. There's, you can't hide anything, right? This is all of me and all my glory, all of you. You love each other for who you are. You accept each other for who you are. And there's no walls. And I feel like every marriage, we feel like every marriage should be that way. It should be naked. There should be no secrets. And naked- On top of it, there should be, you know, it takes intentionality. I mean, yeah. when we had that naked dinner, there was a lots of planning. We did cook dressed. We, we had our clothes on. Yes. Make sure you wear an apron if yeah. you're going to cook bacon. Yes. <laughs> um, we did. We definitely cooked, no you know, with clothes But then, you know, there was intentionality. We had the table all set. We made sure we looked good. We showered before and all that stuff. And But I a should, marriage should also be fun. I mean, that's what yes. it is. And, you know, you think about having a dinner date, right? You know, there's a place of communing and connection. And so that's kind of like, we'd say almost like a naked dinner is like this ideal marriage of transparency, connection, fun, and of course, dessert, right? <laughs> After having a dinner. Sorry, our, our kids are... are They're at their limit now. The, the Fresh Beat Band has been over for eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, like, Mom, Dad, we're talking about a naked dinner. They know. <laughs> Seven-year-old Reed, so she knows that's our name of our book. We just don't tell them exactly what it's about. Um, and so, so really that comes, I think, like, the whole thing with, so that was our first book, Naked Dinners. And then, like, as we got to talking about it, yeah, kind of this whole naked marriage idea came of just really pushing couples to have a naked marriage and then explaining what that means. Yeah. But we encourage everybody to try it at least once. And none of this excuse of, like, oh, I'm 50 now and I don't look as good as I did when I was 30. Ah, who cares, you know? I know men don't care. They just want their wife naked. So, oh. <laughs> Yeah. I know what we're doing next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't feel comfortable doing the whole dinner, we try to say, have a naked dessert. A little shorter, you know. There's so. your challenge. And just have the whipped cream handy. Exactly. <laughs> Except, by the way, <laughs> if you put whipped cream on you and you're warm, it melts and it falls off. Speaking from experience. <laughs> Make sure it's cold in the house somewhat. Or that you're cold a little bit. If you're too warm, it just flops off. This is hilarious. He's embarrassed that I said that. Uh, that's a good tip, though. I never really thought about it like that. I, I didn't know that. It's true. <laughs> Apparently, we need to be a little more adventurous. <laughs> I love it. We give some good ideas. We'll have to send you guys our book. We give some good uh, ideas in the book of, of how to be a little bit more adventurous. Because let me tell you, we had a very boring sex life for... About five years. So a little more than, yeah, it wasn't that great. So we've worked really hard now. It's fabulous. But, um, you know, we definitely weren't on the same page. And so there's a couple things we talk about in the book that we think are crucial, that are must. Like we talk about a post-sex pillow talk, which really changed our marriage. We talk about afterwards, like 30 minutes afterwards, what we liked, what we didn't like, what we could improve on. And at first, it could feel like judgment, but really you're doing it to get better. You're doing it and having this conversation to build more intimacy. And, I mean, who wants to do stuff that they don't enjoy, right? Like, hey, I didn't like that position. Could we try it differently the next time? I mean, that's how you're going to learn and grow. It's uncomfortable for a lot of people. It was uncomfortable for us the first couple times, but now we talk about it all the time. It's great. 
And we just don't take it personally. It's not, hey, you didn't do this right or wrong. It's like, hey, I just didn't like that. And I feel like, Mandy, as women, we don't talk about this a lot, but our bodies change all the time. I mean, you've got pregnancy, hormones, you've got the time of the month, you've got ovulation time. Uh, Women's bodies are just a little bit more complicated. And there are certain months that this feels great. And then for the next five years, it doesn't feel great. And you've got to be able to talk about that with your husband. So Yeah, totally love it. Yep. <laughs> I'm just ready for the naked dinner. <laughs> He's still on the dessert and the whipped cream, I think. <laughs> but, oh, put some peanut butter in there. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Inside peanut butter oh, joke. Inside peanut butter. Well, I think you, Mandy has to go. Mandy's going to have to take off her kids, unfortunately, because I'm really enjoying this. But um, (laughs) I I mean, on so many levels. (laughs) Well, this is, I mean, honestly, this feels like, I will say this feels like the conversation is being cut short, meaning that I'm just truly enjoying this. And I had this feeling just by seeing some of your videos and your pictures, like I just felt like we would connect on so many levels and uh, in case you're like just as goofy as I thought you might be and I love it because there's some goofy side of myself. Yeah, that was what he said. He was like, he's totally goofy and I love it. Yeah, yeah. So like that's totally me. Um, I think I'm goofy. I don't know if I'm as funny. I'd like to think that I am, but oftentimes I get that look like, no. Less funny. No, no. <laughs> it definitely tries to be goofy. And, but if it's funny, then I do it again. You know, like in, when you're a kid, you know, it's funny to so keep doing it. Like, yeah. But Mandy, see, Mandy, as the wives, like we've heard all the jokes, right? Like a hundred times. It's like, it's not as funny to us because we're around it all the time, but it's definitely something that one of the reasons why I married him. And I'm sure that's one of the reasons why you married Jeff. Yeah. That yeah. Me. And I bet you, you're a really fun dad, huh? Try to be. Yeah, yeah he is. Do He's you such- have a Nerf gun in the house? I got three boys. Each of them have a Nerf gun, so I just take one of theirs. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what we did this Christmas is Santa Claus brought all of us, even mom and dad, Nerf guns. And we have Nerf gun wars. Love it. You, you guys, three boys, you got to get into action. It is so fun. I we know. T- they they try to get me in on these dodgeball tournaments down here, but they just broke like a 24 by 36 frame. I had shattered glass in my carpet, so... Oh no! It's, fine. Oh, it's mine. It was like my a Cardinals like World Series. So, <laughs> well, it's like you know how it is. It's not when you have a seven year old. Like when they're four and five, it's like not as bad. But then you've got like a seven year old throwing a ball at the wall, and it's a little more intense than I'm. It was actually in a dodgeball. We actually have these like dodgeballs that are pretty sweet because like I'll zing it as hard as I can. I mean, I'm like full on like I'm trying to think of a Vince Vaughn, you know, dodgeball, whatever. But this was like a soccer ball that was probably should have been using, and my seven year old zinged it and is like, is yeah. Like, but you're he's a fun dad. Our neighbors like we have a neighborhood full of boys. Like literally, there's probably like twenty twenty five boys in our neighborhood, and we're like the only parents that let them come inside and like play fun stuff like basketball inside and like dodgeball <laughs> in the basement. So the other parents are like. I mean, you're letting them do that inside? And they're like, so... I'm like, they don't have three boys. They don't understand. <laughs> and who's the decorator? I'm guessing Mandy is. That would it's, be your house is darling. I mean, all the pictures you take, they're, it's so cute. Thank you. I appreciate you that. Job. Wait, no, I re- re- was reading somewhere, though, that you like to like pull everything off the wall and rearrange it again. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might have a sickness, yeah. I mean, she only does it like every 72 hours, so it's really not that. (laughs) No, I just don't have any wall space now, so like I can't like do another one. So I have to like redo ones I have, you know. There you go. There you go. I love it. 
Well, but yeah, it, it took her two, almost three years actually to come to my office and actually redo my office. Oh, there you she go. finally did, though. She did, finally. Finally. Well, let's not wait too long and do this, what, to do this again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's so awesome. Totally. Well, is there anything like we can be praying for you guys specifically? Yeah. You're on our prayer wall. We have a whole list of people who are fighting for marriages and we pray for you guys. So is there anything like specifically or? Yeah, I guess, I mean, the adoption is something that's always been lingering. You know, like we're actually doing a prayer challenge like this month that we're going to do Monday, just trying to get couples to pray for each other. We've never prayed like publicly, but we actually prayed on a podcast together. And at the it was scary. T- oh. it, it was scary <laughs> at the time. Like our oldest, who just saw, like he, he, some young kids were saying some stuff about him, and he just takes it very personally, you know. And he was just upset, so we prayed about that just to give us guidance to recognize. And you know, and through that, I mean, we were just like bawling, you know, as we're like both praying, and but it was so good, you know. It's just like we want to share that with people because, like. Before we really got plugged into church, like, we didn't know. Praying was like, thank you, Jesus, for whatever. Like, you know, so it was like just for others to hear it, just how it goes. And, you know, and it's, I'm sure, different how you guys pray with each other. But I have no idea where I'm going with you this. You were going to say, I'll pick up for you, babe. You were yeah. going to say, I mean, that would be one thing they could be praying for us is just that, that through that challenge that we would help other couples. You know, we're trying to teach them, like, you don't have to pray out loud together. You know, you you can start by praying silently together or, you know, whatever is comfortable for you that you could work up to be praying together. Eventually, you know, praying out loud together is like the ultimate goal. Um, yeah. But it took us a very long time to get to that point. And so right now we're just trying to really encourage other couples to do that together. You know, yeah. Yeah. can yeah. I give you a really good stat that will help this? A study was done in 97% of couples worldwide that pray together, stay together. So that could be even if they're Muslim or Mormon, but couples who regularly pray three to four times a week together, stay married. So, um, I mean, obviously we know the power of prayer, but it it really does. And so, um, you know, (laughs) another thing that couples can do that like actually that one of the easiest ways to start them out is if they write their prayers, because a lot of times men more than women have a really hard time articulating what they want to pray about, and, yeah, but yeah. they're really good at writing it. So yes. that kind of relieves the man and right. be like, okay, I can like do, the, I can do the writing and then they can read it to each other. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Cause it's, God knows our heart, you know, it's not about how you do it or what you say. It's, it's the heart behind it. Yeah. And that, and that's what we're trying to like, kind of take people through. Like, just like you said, like, you know, start by doing it silently, start by writing it out, reading it out loud to each other. Just those little things, yeah. trying to get people who maybe aren't doing it together to be encouraged to let go of the uncomfortable feeling. Cause I mean, it's still sometimes uncomfortable for us and we feel like we've been doing it now for a while, but it still sometimes feels uncomfortable. Totally. So one yeah. of the things that's been helpful, too, for us, too, is we do walks. Oh, yeah. Like so walking we, and praying? We walk and pray mainly because it keeps the juices flowing, you know, yeah. and if we, it's if releasing we... endorphins. And, you know, we talk a lot. We do a lot of walking. Like, we walk and talk, and but then we'll begin praying, and it's just... If we close our eyes, and it's after the kids go to bed, like, we're tired. Like we'll, <laughs> we're not paying attention. I mean, honestly, we're like shortest prayer ever because we're just tired but we've noticed that if we walk and our eyes are open obviously we're walking with our eyes open (laughs) 
not close. That would be terrible. Running, you know, that would running. be impressive. That's what that would be. Um, that it just we're just sharper. I don't know because we've we've tried it several different ways, and it just seems like that that works really well for mm-hmm. us. People who are, especially with people with young kids, you know, you're in such a physical job. It's like you put me on my couch. If I wasn't talking to you right now, I'd be asleep. You know, right, so. Right. So, well, awesome. I want to make sure we're good on time. And uh, can we pray for you guys real quick? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, in the name of Jesus, I want to pronounce a blessing over both you guys, Jeff and Mandy. You are beloved of God. You're His child. You are His object of affection, His grace and love. And your heart. To see marriages restored and healed is very near and dear to him. And I know that he is extremely pleased with what you guys are were chasing after. And so I want to pray specifically that God would begin to dream in, into both of your hearts the things that he has in store for you guys. And frankly, that those dreams would scare the crap out of you. <laughs> because our Marriage is on the ropes, and I know that. And I wish to God that there was 20 of you guys walking around championing marriage, podcasting. And so, Father, I just pray for favor on these guys. I pray you watch after that house, that you would put your legion of angels to watch after their marriage. Protect them, God. Allow them to experience just an incredible, intense intimacy. I pray that their sex would be wild and crazy. I pray that they would have a naked dinner. I pray that they would begin to continue to think of these creative ways to build into their marriage. As they pray together, that they would experience a a whole other level of intimacy. I pray, Father, that you would watch after their kids I pray for this adoption process. It's an interesting, pure and undefiled religion is to watch after the widows and the orphans. And truly adopting a child into your family is it's like rescuing someone from a life that just would, yeah, that is incredible. So I pray for favor. And in his timing that God would open those doors, the finances would be there that... The agency would overlook the violent dodgeball games in the basement. (laughs) There would just be a sense of of love in that house. Those that are following you guys, I pray over those Marriage More fans and super fans. Mm -hmm. I pray that you would have, you know, even prophetic and, and very specific words that would restore, bring healing, and even raise up other champions of marriages. So I'm very thankful for our our newfound friendship. I know that this is uh, obviously just the start. And I just look forward to doing life with you guys. And I bless you that way. And I pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 (laughs) So about six months ago, A&E has reached out to us. And we kind of went through a process. Actually, they first of all, they wanted couples for a show, and I've usually said no to that. Yeah. And then I read one of the postings from the show, and I was like, wow, this sounds really interesting. 
most, you know, reality shows are super drama driven and whatever. So the casting agency said, wow, I really love your films and, and like your shorts and stuff like that. I love the fact that you guys do this together. So we went up out to L.A. I mean, this is like over a long series of conversations back and forth. And we met with a production company. And this is a little zany for me. This is like, what? They are pitching us to A&E, this production company, a show called Second Chance. Okay. And it's helping ma- couples that have been married three to five years at a crossroads in their relationship. And they don't know if they're going to they're gonna survive or stick it out. Wow. And so we would come alongside them and, and walk through the process of, hey, you know, guys, this is what it takes to have a successful marriage. And then Megan and I would kind of facilitate that process. They would be the, you know, the, we'd follow their stories, but just as being like kind of hosts. I'm overwhelmed. And frankly, that's why I prayed for you guys that God would just dream in you dreams that would, you know, make you poop your pants because <laughs> this poop makes me poop my pants. And honestly, you know, if the dreams are are not as big enough then they're not worth chasing after, I, I want to see God do some amazing things in our marriage and what we're doing and standing up. And frankly, you know, Jeff, I feel like this concept of like, if you want to go fast in life, you go alone. But if you want to go far, you go together. And we really want to link arms with other marriage champions, such as yourself, create a community of us and say, hey, let's do life together. Let's keep each other, you know, in check. I don't know if that means like a yearly retreat where it's just us in the room. Yeah. You know, people that are focused on healing marriages and really... Maybe have others pour into us, right, to pray over us, to bring healing and restoration. We were talking to our mentors and we said, you know, hey, you know, we feel like we're on the front lines. We're just getting attacked from the enemy all the time. And he said, you know what? You're not on the front lines. You're behind enemy lines. And that's true, man. I mean, Jeff, what you guys are doing is behind enemy lines. You guys are taking back territory that the enemy's literally – has a stronghold of. I mean, look at what's happening in Indiana. Yeah. Being in the personal finance blog niche, my wife and the mommy blog, whatever niche. And when we started doing research on the Christian like marriage niche, our other two niches are just, they're dominant. There's so many, they're just expanding. I mean, it's left and right. And then when I started doing research, like trying to find Christian couples that are doing this, it was like, yeah. I mean, it was like a handful. And I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. Like, there just really isn't that many. I mean, yeah, there's, like, some husbands, some wives, et cetera, but, like, trying to find couples doing it, like, together, yep. it was, like, slim pickings. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like you said, to have 20, to have 100, to have 200 couples, like, all striving towards the same mission. Jeff, um, listen, think about it. Let's just say you accelerate and you reach 10 million marriages. Imagine the impact yeah. if you reach 10 million marriages. Guess what? There's 280 million more marriages that need to be reached. 280 million other couples, you know, that need to be reached. That's just in America. We need to think of way beyond that too. So, what do you think of those naked dinners? <laughs> Are we having a naked dinner this week? I don't know how we would pull that off with like three kids because normally we have if we have a babysitter, the babysitter is here with the kids, so we can't have like naked kid dinner. Can we get like naked to go? 
<laughs> I don't even know what that means. I mean, we get like get like chilies to go and go sit in the parking lot and eat it naked in that our car. That would be so awkward <laughs> <laughs> and inappropriate. <laughs> Maybe. I did some naked stuff back in my high school, college days in the car, and it did not turn out well with the police. Let's talk about that. No, let's not. But I'm just saying I will not do it again. <laughs> wow. So this is one of those fun facts we should have shared at the beginning. <laughs> Interesting. Well, anyway, we hope that uh, you enjoyed uh, the interview with Casey and Megan. If you uh, have not checked out their Instagram feed, please do. Also check out their blog at marriage365.org. They do have the book that you can buy that talks about uh, the naked dinners, which uh, it's very inexpensive. And uh, they also have another book called Communication That Connects. And they just launched a course called Thrive, which is a six-week, I guess, course helping couples go through marriage. I think they just launched it. So it's relatively, I don't know if it's open right now to the public, but if you go to their blog, you'll find out more about it. And did you get a chance to check? I think you checked out a bit of their webinar. Unfortunately, I was gone and Mandy had the kids, so it was hard for her to participate in the entire I did, webinar. Though. Yeah, I, I sat in on their webinar. Uh, they offered a free webinar a couple weeks ago, and it was really great. Just because they're super down to earth, totally relatable, and that's, I think, what I love most about them is that listening to them feels like I'm listening to people that I can relate to and that really just kind of water it down and are like, hey, this is how it is. And they're not afraid to say things. They're not afraid to talk about sex or naked dinners. They also, you know, still are Christian based and just really good at inspiring couples. Yeah. One final thing that uh, they're doing as well, they have their Marriage Mondays where they're doing uh, videos. They basically answer some reader questions and sit in the living room and just kind of share stories and experiences and answer your questions. So they literally are everywhere, which is great because they just have some great content and some great advice. So please check them out. I promise you will like it. Yeah, it's marriage365.org. And uh, like you said, their videos are kind of what got me loving them at first because I like to be able to connect with them and see what they look like and how they talk and stuff. So if you're like that kind of person, then check out their videos because I think that you'll really enjoy how they interact together as well. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed this. And uh, if you have any remarks, comments, please uh, check us out on iTunes. Please subscribe, leave a review and just give us your feedback. And if there's any other marriage couples that you want us to interview here for our podcast, let us know. Uh, let us know who's out there doing some cool stuff that you'd like to hear more about. And we appreciate you. And this is your life. This is your marriage. And only you can make it more. <laughs>